0: This episode of Says Who is brought to you, you. by uh, this This episode of Says Who is so this
1: brought to you by you. I'm helping, Dan.
0: Thanks. Thank you. Yeah. So uh, anyway, go to Patreon.com slash says who and you, too, can be one of the you. people that is... is- You You when we say you. 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 (sighs) Anyway, you should probably do your ad. Who, me? You. Okay. You.
1: Hey, I'm an author.
0: All right. Did I I do it right? You did it. You nailed it.
1: Uh, Hello. Welcome to McDonald's. Can I take your order, please? Hey, it's me again. I uh, need to place an order for. Um, so uh, we got a a couple of events happening uh, over uh, at the White House and some other places. I'm gonna need some some food.
0: Yes, yeah. sir. Couldn't you go to a different drive-through at this point? Okay. Um.
1: Look, we are. We live in a post-gender society. I I don't. It's fine. Honestly, I don't, I don't care. Um. All right. So I have. Uh, there's a, a, a football team. I think some bison or something are coming. I'm gonna need some Chick Fil A sandwiches.
0: This is, um, sir. That's not a. This is a McDonald's, sir. All we have is McDonald's sandwiches, sir.
1: Okay, I'm gonna need you to get me the sandwiches. Uh, I just. Um, okay, and some Big Macs. I Yoke, we do have those, sir. I'm How about a, many Big Macs would you like? I don't know, 500? Five Big Macs, okay. No, f- That'll five, be $10.73. Drive through, please. Uh, 500. 500. We got a football team. Also, um... Everybody's in town for the hearings, uh, so we're gonna need um, we're gonna need a lot of milkshakes. Again, a couple uh, buckets milkshakes,
0: I, sir. That isn't a size, sir. You need, uh, this is. My manager told me that I wasn't supposed
1: to be taking this order anymore, sir. Okay, I want you to just slide. You have one of those slidey things where you can look out. You can slide it open, look out the window. Yes, sir. So do, do that now. I don't want to, sir. Do Let's do it. Uh, okay. okay, do you see the, you see the, hi, I'm waving at you. you see the big uh, SUV that's sitting here, the kind I, of Hummer looking tanky thing? I do. Thing? Yes, so, sir. I'm going to uh, have one of my people open the window and I don't, you, I don't you see them. I don't want to do any of this, sir. Do you see them waving out a what looks like an anti-aircraft weapon? I don't, like, yes, sir, Okay, I do. now, I'm going to swear to shot shut the window. I'm going to need you to get me those Chick-fil-A sandwiches. Um, I'm going to need you to, to make that happen. And, uh, I don't know, did you see the Michael Cohen testimony the other day? Uh, yeah, yes, sir. You saw, you saw it? I, I did. It was my day off, sir. Oh, is that what you do with your day off? It was the only thing on TV, sir. Right. Well, yeah, it was tough. Anyway, I'm going to need a thousand nuggets. I don't. And all your ketchup. I'm just going to open up the trunk. You're going to pour in the nuggets and the ketchup. We don't, and um, we're, we're going to drive this shit to the White House. And, uh, and then I'll come back for the next order. Because uh, round one
0: like any of this sir
1: make america great again together you and me
0: i don't want to do that sir
1: welcome to says who the podcast that isn't Hey, podcast!
0: Wow, it's a coping strategy. I'm Dan Sinker,
1: and I'm Maureen Johnson.
0: You, um, you have a real flair for the dramatic today, Maureen.
1: I decided it'd be interesting to put the emphasis on the wrong words.
0: It's, um, it is something.
1: It is something.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: Look, Dan. You can do that the whole time. Maybe. B. be. 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 Oof. Hey, Do you um, want
0: to know something, Maureen?
1: Always. I love knowledge.
0: This is our 80th episode.
1: Mm-mm. Nope.
0: That, that means it says who has existed for ten times as many episodes as we originally intended.
1: I think that indicates a universe that's um. Well in order. Uh everything seems fine.
0: Yeah, everything's great. Everything's great. Did you have a chill chill week? Dan Yes. I
1: I can't remember all of last week entirely. Truthfully, I I have no recollection of Wednesday. Uh Thursday, um events caught up with me a little bit and my uh my body noped out, damned. <laughs>
0: it just took a pass
1: yeah um, yeah the the stuff I I have which I can you know I mention it all the time a little issue well it really was like oh man it was like it had been sneaking around like a mouse with a big mallet like a Tom and Jerry thing and it was like (laughs) whomp and uh, it got the hell – at first, I was like, why do I just feel a little sore and achy and a little – it also brings with it a, a sudden mood drop and nausea. It all goes dips. And I was like, why oh do boy. I feel so bad? And then all of a sudden, I was like, and I can't use my right hand. Horse, stand. Oh, my God. Over C. So in the end, it was a big old flare, like the one of the biggest I've had in a year. I think it was my body doing a hard reset.
0: Holy cow!
1: I think sometimes you just have to turn the power off and back on again. You know, it was that kind of sign that I, so it, you're it, just
0: like you're just like laying there immobile, waiting to hear the sound that like an old Mac makes when you start it up.
1: Well, yeah, I kind of slithered down the hall. I it was I have to kind of spider along the wall to get there, but I. I Usually when these happen, I try to keep moving. But I was like, "Oh, there's no, there's no, there will be no." I'm air quoting standing right now. So I got over to the uh, uh, the sofa, and I also can't regulate temperature. I get boiling hot, freezing cold. It's, it's fun. It, a lot of stuff oh, happens all God. at once. Neurology is bananas. But I bundled myself up and I watched some Psych. And boy, oh boy, nothing cheers me up like an episode of Psych. <laughs> Truthfully, it's like mind vitamins. It's just a Really funny show, and I really recommend some pure psych comedy. Uh, it is a blessing that show. Um, and then I had a, I had to go to a um a reading festival, Southern Florida Reading Festival. Uh, early the next morning. Oh,
0: that sounds easy to accomplish.
1: Well, the trick was when the alarm went off at six. I kind of, and I'd gone to bed really early. I was said, well, the first test is can I stand, and I could. I didn't feel great, but I could stand. And I said, well, if I can move, then I'm going. And, wow. uh, and I did. And I went down. I didn't have to do really anything on Friday. I'd scheduled this early flight thinking that I would have more I'd have to do that day. Um, so I get down to Florida where it is just boil- like 85 degrees and boiling sun. Um. And I was supposed to go to an author meet and greet dinner where i mean it's these things are events are lovely. you get to meet librarians and booksellers and things and uh but it was on a boat for three and a half hours, and i oh. said i said, I can't do that,
0: yeah, that doesn't um, seem conducive to no yeah anything no, I, really
1: so so uh down in Florida, I climbed into bed at seven <laughs> and um. <laughs> And I that's where I remained. Like uh there was also a chi- a children's steel drum concert going on outside. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Yeah. And then um but it was fine. I slept a long time and that that the sleep kind of resets it all. And so I, I woke up the next morning. I did some local TV. Nice. Um, did a couple, then I signed, and then I had to run and check out of my hotel, then run back and do a presentation. on so it's under like a big festival tent. It was so hot. I almost fainted under there. Oh, good. It was because, But no, like a good way. I'm like, heat, take me. That's fine. Like <laughs> everybody is like waving. Like it's so hot. And then I signed some books and I was like, time to go get some meat before I had something to eat before this, you know, flight's like in five hours. And they were like, you have no flight or you can get on one that leaves in an hour and 10 minutes. Oh, boy. So I raced to the airport. I thought I had not a hope in hell of making this plane. But my driver was in that lift was like, I'm interested in breaking the law, breaking the law. So he <laughs> he got me to the airport in, a, in a, an an illegal amount of time. It was marvelous. And then uh, <laughs> I ran through and I was like, I will just make it. And security at the airport was like, yeah, for some reason you're flashing up. I'm wearing a dress, Dan. I'm wearing a little blue. I, I was going to change for the Is plane. It like
0: a? A metal dress?
1: It had. It actually did have metal buttons. Okay. Well, there you go. But uh they're like, "Yeah, we're gonna have to do a full body search, including oh. a
0: groin search." Oh my! They're
1: like, "Do you want to go behind the curtain?" And I was like, "We're doing <sighs> it right here because I'm <laughs> getting on that plane." You do what you have to do. So, I voluntarily got a groin search in public.
0: Oh boy!
1: I was looked down. I was making that plane.
0: Yeah, you sure were.
1: So I flew to Atlanta because now this was a connecting flight. Now, Dan, I had, I, I think it was, I think it was eight minutes before my flight started boarding. Oh God! I we landed in A concourse, and my new flight was in E.
0: That's a lot of letters. There are a lot of letters in between A and E.
1: Atlanta Airport is not a joke.
0: No, that's a big airport.
1: I ran, I'm in my little dress, my little festival shoes I'm still wearing (laughs) across the airport, dragging my back. Still not still a little wobbly, but going. I was like, fuck this. I hop on that thing, I hop off, I run to the gate, I throw myself (laughs) through the barrier, basically. They're like, and they were like, you made it. I was like, I made it. And I throw myself into a seat. And guess who's sitting next to me? Who? Just guess.
0: Michael Cohen. Share. Nope. Liza Minnelli.
1: Nope. It was Al Roker. Wow! <laughs> it was today's show's Al Roker was sitting next to me. Whoa. Also, as I was flying out of the festival, guess who was next to me on the tarmac?
0: Al Roker.
1: No, Mike Pence. What? Yeah, part of the reason the flights were fucked up was because Mike Pence was v- vacationing in Sanibel Island. And whenever he comes, it fucks the flights up.
0: Oh, you know what? I got an FAA uh, VIP notice to Sanibel Island. That was him. Yep,
1: that was him. Yeah, the big old, you know, Air Force Two, I guess. Oh, that. Boy. Was was next to us. Yeah, they warned me. They're like, oh well, Mike Pence is just over there. And so that that does mess. Up. So it may not have been a weather related thing. It may have been a Mike Pence related thing that fucked up my flight.
0: Sounds sounds right.
1: But in the end I flew home next to L Roker.
0: That's fun. Did you just yeah. ask him about the weather the whole time?
1: I did not. I gave him his total privacy. Um that's the right And it's the thing only time I've I've even mentioned I did not even acknowledge that I knew who he was because he honestly seemed like a very nice gentleman who was just trying to watch the Spider Verse on his iPad.
0: Oh, good choice, um, Al Roker.
1: And uh, and have then you, he have
0: you seen the Spider Verse yet, Maureen? Not yet, but I hear it's, it's really just good,
1: the greatest. It's but amazing. when he go, when he got up, he wore a very dapper hat.
0: Sure, he was yeah, very you're dapper. Al Roker, man. Why not?
1: little pocket square in his coat. I mean, it was, he's, he's a gentleman.
0: He is a gentleman.
1: So anyway, Dan, if you want to know about my weekend, then uh, we're, you know, and now uh, Oscar's home with, uh, he came home yesterday. He's like,
0: I'm very sick.
1: So uh, we, we took him over to urgent care and the doctor looks him over and says, you have an upper respiratory. You have this thing that's going around. I've seen a lot of it. You're going to be very sick for a few days. Very sick. Nothing can be done for it, really. Uh, and then he turned to me and said, "It's highly contagious." Oh no! You're probably going to get it.
0: Oh, well. So, you've had a good week.
1: Well, no, it's fine. But Oscar's home today, and I like it when Oscar's home. It's it's very cheerful, and you know, I I I nurse him. I put blankets on him. I keep bringing him stuff. I'm like I brought you this. And he's like, yeah, yeah, and I'm like brought you this hello it's me again look what i brought you i'm a good nurse dan
0: he's just surrounded by like ceramic curios now <laughs> sort of <laughs> look at this one it's a little bunny pushing a wheelbarrow
1: so i, I had to go in and steal his tissue table because that's the thing i use in the recording closet
0: oh man but so I got it's covered with name. so now what you're telling me is you are in a small closet with a mm-hmm. table that a mm-hmm. man with an upper respiratory infection has been reaching for his tissues on
1: mm-hmm.
0: for hours.
1: Oh, I Clorox the shit out of this thing, oh, Dan.
0: Okay. All right. I Who am oh, I? Who do I think I'm dealing with here?
1: Dan, I will tell you something. Not that long ago, I got the the nastiest viral conjunctivitis you you've ever seen. I mean, I looked like that character from the X-Men with the red eyes. <laughs> And they're like, oh, he's going to get it. Like, there's no chance that Oscar isn't going to get it. And I said, he will not. And I did every doorknob, every switch, every, like, l- light fixture in the house three times a day. Mm. He never got it.
0: One of my favorite things that I wrote in the Mayor Manual saga was after they had... Um escaped the basement of city halls by going through the sewer. The next morning David Axelrod wakes up with terrible pink eye and uh <laughs> and Mayor Emmanuel says, It looks like his eyeball's having its fucking period.
1: <laughs> oh, this, this conjunctivitis was Oh, it was bad and I caught it from a friend who'd gotten it from her six year old daughter and yeah. um it was like the grossest child version of it, and it was Ugh. so gross. But he never got it because I implemented proper procedure, Dan. Nice proper procedure. All of this seems to be a way of avoiding talking about the news.
0: It is. It is. Well, you aren't the only one that has had a rough week, Maureen. Our... I haven't
1: had a I haven't had a rough week. I've just I had think a... that
0: your dial for what you define as a rough week is maybe off. I'm just saying. I'm just suggesting that maybe you define rough week at an unattainable level. But someone that doesn't our President Donald Trump. Oh, that guy. He had a rough week. Scamp. When last we spoke of him, Maureen, he was in Hanoi, Vietnam for the first time. uh, Meeting with... Yes.
1: Hey Dan. Yes.
0: Am I anno- am I annoying you? Oh boy.
1: <laughs> oh
0: no. Uh me <laughs> that was a weird laugh.
1: <laughs> that was a very weird laugh. Oh, is it is it annoying?
0: <laughs> oh no. God damn it. Anyway, he was there to negotiate uh something with uh With North Korea's Kim Jong-un, and uh, it fell apart, Maureen. What? I know, like fell apart. So the funny thing was I was up very, very late um, attempting to write something and having a very hard time with it. So I actually saw it kind of play out in real time. This was like super late Wednesday night, I believe, or Thursday morning, um, where suddenly there were all these tweets that were like, "Uh, the president is skipping lunch. Um, oh, the President is skipping the signing ceremony. Oh, the president is leaving Hanoi. And uh, yeah, he walked out of the, uh, he walked out of the negotiations ostensibly because they couldn't uh, couldn't get a deal. The master deal maker could not get a deal. but uh, later on, it, there was a lot of speculation that this was happening the same day as the Cohen hearings and that he was just too angry to continue. And then he actually he actually tweeted this weekend for the Democrats to interview in open hearings, a convicted liar and fraudster at the same time as the very important nuclear summit with North Korea is perhaps a new low in American politics and may have contributed to the walk with walk in quotes. Never done when a president is overseas. Shame.
1: Well, it is annoying.
0: (laughs) God damn it. Uh everything's kind of going to shit for him, though. Um, the House voted to overturn his national emergency. And now suddenly it looks like the Senate's going to do it, too, with Rand Paul yesterday saying that he was oh. going to join Susan Collins, Lisa Mikarski and Tom Tillis of North Carolina and voting against it.
1: Can I say two things? Yes. One, fuck Susan Collins. Sure. And two, uh, as my friend Dr. Kier says, she is total garbage and uh, just such, such trash. Still so mad, Dan. Uh,
0: For good reason.
1: Can I ask a
0: question?
1: Well, I also just wanted to say Rand Paul. Just Rand Paul.
0: Yeah. He has really weird hair. Have you noticed that? Oh, the weirdest. I... I feel like every now and then I see his hair and my hair, my brain goes, huh? And then it immediately like has some sort of shutdown because every time I see it, I'm surprised by it like I'm seeing it for the first time. Do you think he has yeah. a perm? Does he have a man perm?
1: No, I think that's his, I, that's his natural hair and I bet it's very soft. Ooh. It's just my speculation is that it's really soft. That's... Like it feels like a labradoodle.
0: I don't want to think about touching his hair, though.
1: Mm, soft though, Rand Paul, the same man who I'll never forget pushed a a copier around. I guess it was Congress. Where was he? He was looking for a copy of the was a tax bill or something.
0: Uh, yeah, what was he? I, yeah, he I was think...
1: looking for, and he's like, "Where is it? I'll make a And he just pushed a copier like a maniac. <laughs>
0: Rand Paul, the man that was beat to shit by his neighbor.
1: (laughs) Rand Paul will never not be funny.
0: No, he won't. But man, he has weird hair. He has very weird hair.
1: He has curly hair. It's it's, just you don't see many. You just don't see many senators with curly hair.
0: He has curly hair, but he shortcuts the sides. So it's like Mm -hmm. he has this kind of curly mop on top of his head.
1: He would look like Welcome Back Cotter. Like if he just allowed he it do to that to
0: happen. I would like that.
1: Oh, yeah. Be very, I think his, his likability would shoot through the roof.
0: Do, and how?
1: Just imagine Welcome Back Cotter pushing a copier
0: around. <laughs> uh, That's they should reboot. Reference Libertarian Welcome Back, Welcome Cotter. Back Cotter. They Cotter. should just uh, reboot that.
1: Oh. Uh, Mister Carter, uh, just uh, let's just flat tax rate, uh, deregulate, deregulate your nose with a rubber hose, uh, Mister Carter. John Travolta Why we have would to probably have... be into it. Uh, I'm a Scientologist. I don't believe in, in medication if you've got problems. Uh, deregulate everything. <laughs> oh, 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 Mister Carter, Mister Carter, Mister Carter. <laughs> 15% tax for everybody. Ooh. Sorry. This is you have to be <sighs> super old. Yeah. You should watch Welcome Back Kotter. It is just phenomenal.
0: Is that a show that people can even watch in 2019? Is that available in a oh. format that is viewable?
1: Oh. Everything's available. So if you don't know what it is, because you're not a thousand years old, um, it is a kind of early or really pure mid seventies, like funky perfect new york it reminds me of like i always think of that era that kind of sunny new york era as the stevie wonder um songs in the key of life kind of Uh, periods around 75 and it's about this guy that returns to new york city um to teach in his um old high school which i think is in the bronx
0: yeah i think that's right
1: at a time when new york was uh like the 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 government told New York to basically drop dead and it was bankrupt and it was terrifying
0: height of the Warriors, New York.
1: It was a it was it was a much different city than the one I live in.
0: We're getting off track again, Maureen.
1: Look, it's better than Dan. Remember, this is a coping strategy.
0: Hey, hey, I've got something better than Welcome Back, Cotter.
1: You know who sounds sort of like a character from Welcome Back, Cotter is Michael Cohen.
0: It's true. I got a lot better than Welcome Back, Cotter Maureen. I've got the House Intelligence Committee intending to call the Trump Organization's Chief Financial Officer, Alan Weiselberg, to testify. I got the House Oversight Committee looking to interview Dojo, Ivanka, and Weiselberg again. I've got Michael Cohen and Felix Sater doing a duet in front of the House Intelligence Committee. I got the House Ways and Means Committee expected to request Trump's personal tax returns, and Maureen, Hmm. I've got the House Judiciary Committee sending letters requesting documents from 81 people, government agencies, and private organizations tied to Trump, including the Trump Organization, the Trump Campaign, the Trump Foundation, the Inaugural Committee, the White House, Dojo, Eric, Jared, Hope Hicks, Steve Bannon, Sean Spicer, Carter Page, the NRA, and on and on and on.
1: Oh. oh, my boy. It's like a cotillion.
0: <laughs> it is. It is a convention of your boyfriends.
1: Oh, I can't. What will I wear, Dan?
0: <laughs> it is something.
1: When it's... is all this happening?
0: I mean, all of this is sort of happening. happening uh in parallel to each other. These are requests for documents. These are not requests to appear in front of the committee, but one would expect that those documents will then lead to further inquiry. It seems as if uh, the House, like the Cohen, the Cohen hearing was the opening salvo of a much larger, much larger front that is now, that is now happening.
1: Well Dan.
0: And as a result, somebody had to have a little hamburger pity party yesterday.
1: Hamburgers. Hamburgers. Yeah. Hamburg Hamburg Hamburgers. Hamburgers.
0: Hamburgers. Trump had the North Dakota State University bison football team in and he ordered a whole nother whole nother table full of Big Macs and Chick-fil-A and everything else. Yep. No, that's fine. I mean, that's the weird thing, right? Like, remember the first time? Like, the whole world was just like, what the fuck is going on? And this time it was just like, oh, yeah, that.
1: You know, I you can't help but um, just re- remind yourself that this is a man who is known for being in the hospitality sector.
0: He's hospitalitying these people for sure. Yeah, like
1: this this is his he does Hey, has my microphone been backwards the whole time? Is that better?
0: Oh, that is better.
1: Yeah, it was backwards, Dan. Oh good. Um,
0: <laughs> oh Dan. You are an audio <laughs> professional.
1: I'm in a dark closet. <laughs> And I just realized the little blue light because it has to line up with my nose and it was lined up with my ear.
0: You sounded a little bit tinny, but I just assumed my headphones are being weird. So no. I just assumed that was you. It was me.
1: No, no microphone was backwards, Dan.
0: Oh, good. You're good. Dan, it's, We've look, done this it's 80 anno- times. We're still learning. It's, a,
1: it's annoying, but it's fixed. <laughs> shut up. God damn Oh, I'm not going to shut up.
0: I'm God not going to shut it. up.
1: He also uh, gave a speech this week, Dan.
0: Oh God, I had pushed that out of my, that's not even in the notes.
1: It's not in the notes, I I noticed that. I have forgotten
0: everything about that. I had forced that fully out of my head.
1: He spoke for over two hours. God,
0: that's right.
1: He he started by running in and hugging the flag. Oh God. And then he just spewed like banana stuff. Yeah. If somebody, if your relative did this over dinner, you would say it's time to get your meds, Jack. Like it's 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 so Two hours Night is Live, a long
0: time to speak.
1: Saturday Night Live did a super cut of it. That's actually pretty good. They just kind of took selections so you could see what it is. is pretty weird. Um, <sighs> he's definitely is a man in decline.
0: He is. He's just going to bolster himself with piles of hamburgers.
1: But surely that's it for the week there, and there's nothing else to know. Well, so
0: Maureen, I knew you had been having a hard week, and I wanted to get you a little gift, Oh, because I remember last week that you added a new boyfriend to your list, mm, Matthew Calamari.
1: Mm, I think he likes me.
0: And I just thought, you know what? I will put together a little this is your life for Maureen, of the life of Matthew Calamari. Just cheer you up, get you, you know, excited to learn a lot about your new boyfriend. All right, Dan. While well, this is
1: I mean, I'm I'm excited, but I just want to ask you one question before we start. This isn't gonna be the omelet bar again, Dan, is it? I mean
0: I was hoping to omelet bar Matthew Calamari for you, Maureen. That's how, much, that's how much of a gift I wanted to give you. But you know what? It turns out that Matthew Calamari is a ghost. What? He has worked for the Trump Organization for 30 years, Maureen. For more than 30 years. And we know almost nothing about the guy. This is everything I could find. One, he was hired after Trump saw him tackle two hecklers in the 1981 U.S. Open. Quote, I took one guy immediately right down, Calamari told Bloomberg News. Quote, when another person started to act up, I ran right at him. I picked him up, slammed him to the ground. I carried him down. So he was hired as a bodyguard from that that event because Trump was there and saw him do it. We now flash forward almost to the end of the 1980s. There's an anecdote about Matthew Calamari in a biography of Trump called The Lost Tycoon, The Many Lives of Donald J. Trump. So Calamari is his bodyguard. He also was like a chauffeur every now and then, too. So Trump's in the back of the limo and he says, you'd do anything for me, wouldn't you, Matty? Calamari goes, yes, sir, Mr. Trump. Moments later, Trump upped the ante. Would you kill for me, Maddie? Jesus! Calamari's answer came quickly. Yes, sir, he said.
1: Ah, Dan!
0: Yeah. Dan! Yeah. 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 That's all we hear from Calamari until the early 90s. He is promoted to security director for Trump Tower. And the only known work that we know that he did there is from a lawsuit uh, that was filed, later dropped, but a lawsuit that was filed. uh, We know that in September of 1995, a superintendent at one of Trump's other buildings claimed that he could prove, quote, financial improprieties and other misconduct by the Trump organization. Uh, The guy, for some reason, sends his wife and 12-year-old son to collect stuff out of his office. And they are collecting paperwork when a screwdriver is used to bust the lock open. And in comes four Trump security guards, including Matthew Calamari. Calamari shoves the 12 year old. The wife faints. And the whole thing wraps up with Matthew Calamari threatening the family if they call the police. This lawsuit was dropped. The Trump Org countersued uh, the guy that, that put it in. But uh, but that's all we see of Matthew Cummings for the entirety of the 90s. He is gone, but he gets a promotion from head of security of Trump Tower to executive vice president and chief operating officer of the Trump organization. What? Yes. That is title wise. That is a higher title than the Trump children have. What? Yeah, his only appearance as COO uh, that I could find at all was a guest spot on the season finale of uh, season two of The Apprentice in two thousand four. Uh, it's in front of a live audience. Regis Philbin is the um, is the host, and Trump calls on Calamari to talk about what he likes and doesn't like among the final candidates. And Calamari says, he stands up. So first of all, this is a big guy with a big mustache. Like he looks, he looks like half of the Chicago police force. Um, He stands up and he goes, Donald, you know, I don't care for Jen very much. And then he stutters and he's quiet for like five seconds. And then he goes, um, uh, because what? Wow. I'm not doing very good. <laughs> Oh, my God. Is he Luca Brazzi? It's amazing. The video clip is amazing. They like throw him a lifeline and they're like, well, what do you like? Who do you like? And he's like, oh, uh, 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 and then they just sort of cut away. But that I'm is ser- that is like, everything, Maureen. That is everything about Matthew Calamari until last week when AOC asks Michael Cohen, who in the Trump organization would know anything about inflating Trump's assets for potential insurance fraud. And he mentions Matthew Calamari.
1: Am I calling the not right name? The Matt, Luca Brasi, the character in The Godfather, who's like, "Thank you for inviting me to daughter's wedding. Here's something for you. the guy that." Yeah, he just sits there. He's just the he's that guy that they're like, he's not too bright. Well, he will do anything. Like yeah. you're just like, get Luca. He's you know, we gotta and take care of him. And then he just nods and leaves the room. Yeah, he's the guy that sleeps with the fishes. Yeah. So he is the executive vice president and chief operating officer of the Trump organization? Chief
0: operating officer. Like in a normal org, the COO is the number two in a company.
1: The one who has to be smart.
0: The one, yeah, the one that is in charge of the day-to-day operations of a company.
1: The guy he met when he was even working at the U.S. Open or did he just fling himself? He
0: was a security guard at the U.S. Open
1: it seems a little bit better than it. just i imagine him just kind of tackling
0: just jumping but it is a remarkable rise to go from security guard to coo i don't think this happens in a real company dan does it um so i did some looking and i did find one example of someone going from head of security to uh to an operations position All right the only example i have is um Is a guy named Worf, son of Moog. He starts his career as chief of security of the USS Enterprise D-class starship. Wait, what? And eventually he gets promoted to strategic operations officer. And I know that's different than chief operating (sighs) officer, but strategic operations officer of the space station Deep Space Nine, which sits at the mouth of the Bajoran wormhole and is used for explorations into the gamma quadrant. So like that's a pretty big deal. Like just going from like the the first klingon in starfleet uh getting a uh getting a position like head of security for a pretty important ship and then eventually finding your way to to head of security, to uh, and then moving from there to strategic operations officer of a really important space station in the overall sort of Starfleet map. So, I mean, granted, Starfleet is a military organization, so that is different than a real estate company. But I do think if you if you look at Worf as an example, that worked out pretty well. So maybe Matthew is doing okay. I
1: guess the only difference uh, is that Star Trek is fiction. What? I don't want to be annoying <laughs> Dan yeah I don't Dan every week I, I feel like you're walking through a Stargate every week.
0: It's this place. It's this time, Maureen. I don't understand it, but every it's, anywhere everything. you look, you can find it. It's an Alice in Wonderland
1: kind of existence that we live.
0: Yeah. It really is.
1: He's hugging the flag. He's got Matthew Calamari. The secrets are hidden in the, in the omelet bar. He's serving up the eat-me-drink-me buffets of milkshakes <laughs> and Chick-fil-A sandwiches.
0: Oh... Uh...
1: But don't worry, Mike Pence was on vacation this weekend, so...
0: Phew, he's rested. It's a hard job. He's got a hard job. It's a hard job to sit stoic and silent, seemingly asleep, but with your eyes open.
1: He is the living embodiment of the internet meme that just says, soon. I mean, it's just...
0: (laughs) I think that he has painted eyes on his eyelids so that he can just nap.
1: I'm sipping my coffee, Dan. I, the Matthew Calamari thing is, I was excited when he was introduced. Yeah. Um, now I'm confused.
0: It's a weird, it is a weird thing. Like
1: it's every goober (laughs) and goon that in New York, it's, it's, God damn it, Dan. I live here. We see these goobers. Like, we know New York real estate is goober town. Yeah. It's the worst people. They do the worst stuff. I say this as someone in a part. You can probably hear the banging (laughs) above and around because even like, because we have no rights here. Is like, they can do basically anything to us and we have no recourse because New York is a garbage town for. Ter- you know renters rights and re- it's it's where goobers come you make a lot of money and they're all the worst
0: and if you do complain you end up getting getting calamaried.
1: yeah they do send the calamari's after you i mean where i live they have a slightly s- smarter calamari but like they have a calamari yeah
0: they got their heavies
1: yeah it's and not fun
0: turns out your heavy's also a great chief operating officer who knew Anyway. Is he like Hodor? <laughs> I, think, I think that he is. Based on the one speaking video I could see of him, he is not far off from Hodor. <laughs> it's just like, Mr. Trump, Mr. Trump, Mr. Trump.
1: Dan, it's almost springtime. We're going to spring forward. My favorite is I'm not a short day fan. I'm a long day fan. So I love the spring forward.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Days we're gonna have an interesting spring, aren't we?
0: <sighs> yeah, we are. We are. Buckle up. Mm-hmm. Eighty-one people from request for documents.
1: You guys, says Juvia. It's spring and says it's spring is coming to Says Juvia. So in just a couple days, really. And we at the flowers will begin to bloom on the and the grass will just come up on the green. It's you know, we're gonna start seeing the buds on the trees in the park. Uh, It's going to be beautiful in Sosuvia, and it's going to be busy. We're going to have a lot of town meetings. We're going to go out and have a lot of picnics. Dan, I'm deadly serious about this. When are we making the commune? I'm not joking anymore. I'm not. We need it. I'm not. Do you hear it in my voice how much I'm not joking?
0: I definitely hear that you're not joking.
1: No, the the important things are other people taking care of each other and making our town and living in it. Like we mean to. Had <laughs> it.
0: You have had it. In the meantime,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you can help support. Says who? By going to Patreon.com/slash Says Who. Join for a buck. Join for five. Everyone's joining for five now because you get bonus episodes.
1: And it does seem like people were interested because I'm going to be in Chicago real soon.
0: You sure are. You sure are. If you want to see us live. Chicago's the place to be. Well, Chicago ish. Let's get real. Chicago ish. Downers Grove, Illinois, just outside of Chicago on the west, on the west flank. On Thursday, the 21st of March, that is just a few weeks away. Maureen, you are going to be doing a book event at Anderson's Bookshop in Downers Grove, Illinois, and I am going to join you.
1: Yep. Dan's going to be the moderator.
0: I'm going to moderate.
1: So it's technically a book event, but we'll, you know, it's secretly a says who.
0: We're going to be there. We're going to be there together.
1: And then uh, the next day, I do the uh, C2-E2? C2E2.
0: Yep.
1: At uh, McCormick
0: Place. That is in Chicago.
1: And then uh, that night, I guess I'll see you and we'll make a recording.
0: <laughs> We're going to be hanging out. We're
1: Maybe gonna be do that. We're going to be hanging out. President's Men. I love it. We're going to create a whole bunch of bonus content and I think one of them should also be a potentially trying to map out says Cesuvia.
0: I like it. I like also, it.
1: I also I looked on my calendar looking for my travel dates, but what I saw is a little thing that popped up that said Felix Sater at House Intelligence because Dana started a calendar that tells me when various people are testifying. <laughs> I
0: so I can now it's Sater and Cohen together oh yeah. yeah
1: so i can't find i can't find dick about myself but like i do have felix I'm <laughs> like Perfect. i don't know where i'm gonna be but felix Sater will be testifying
0: i know where you're gonna be may 31st through june 2nd you're gonna be in nashville tennessee at pod x i'm gonna be there too and you says whovian who listens to podcasts should come as well at podxcom says who
1: and next week i'm gonna be on a movie set
0: Oh God, you are just in constant motion, aren't you?
1: Uh, Provided that I don't catch this um, garbage flu that Oscar has. (sighs) That's why I'm I'm bleaching my my stuff. But
0: that it's not that you know
1: it's it's just gross. It's not like he's he has a fever, but he's not the you know what I mean. It's just enough to a couple days home from work. Yeah, fluids. You know, it's not it's not. But uh, also, I'd like, uh, we have our commercial from our wonderful M- Main Street Mayor, mogul. Dustin Mort Mogul. Oh. Oh, he's not the mayor. He's a mogul. Sorry. He's not a well person.
0: You set these levels. Mm.
1: I call what I want. And he says, I would like you to promote one of my favorite artists, Maddie Ross. Or as I call her. Maddie fucking Ross. She is an independent musician, and she and her girlfriend write, record, and produce her music. She has a strong voice, speaks up for women, empower, women empowerment, and discusses issues such as homophobia, anxiety, and finding love. I'm into it. I would greatly appreciate it if Says Whovians would buy her music and merch, or go see her if they are able, or tweet her messages of support. Her EP, Touch Hands, Touch Bodies, is available now. And she'll be releasing new music soon. Everybody could use a little Maddie Ross in their life. And I so, uh, fucking sounds great to me. And he says he's seen her shows live. And Maddie and Wolfie and their kind, caring, sincere, sarcastic, incredible people. And they deserve all the success they desire. Now, Dustin is so great that he devotes his ad, ad to just supporting another artist. Yeah. The best fucking people, Dan.
0: We have the best people in who via. And you can join them at patreon.com slash says who. You know what else? You know who else are good people, Maureen? Who? Oh no. Ted Leo. Hey, what's oh, up? Oh, it's Amy you're Carter Shoe.
1: you talking about Ted Leo.
0: I was. Are you a are you a Ted Leo fan, more I Amy Carter's Sh-
1: He's the best.
0: Whoa. Well, he recorded our theme music.
1: When I'm on my own, when I'm all alone, I listen to Ted Leo.
0: This is the most positive I've ever heard you be in my life, Amy Carter Shue.
1: Yeah, well, you can't help but be positive when you're around Ted Leo. He wow. really gets me going. Uh, you know what I mean, Dan? He really Ooh. gets me going. Okay. He's no scrote. Okay. He's the opposite of a scrote. Uh- He's a no scrote. An up A no yeah. <laughs> No, you think I said a no scrout, you think Tia's a list? He's not a scrout.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: Ted! Uh huh. I saw that list of people that came on. They were a bunch of scroats. That was. 81 a- scroats. 81 scroats. <laughs> I got my list of 81 scroats. None of these people are getting my vote because it's a big list of 81 scrotes. Stick it up the vulva, right in the vent. Me Carter's got a list of 81 scrotes. 81 scrotes up the vent.
0: Scrotes.
1: Everyone are scrotes. Calamari scrotes. Calamari scrotes, scrotes, scrotes it was good it was good. it was good sometimes.
0: oh my
1: god right, i had i had to go away for a second Sorry oh about that. that's we okay we were you. just
0: we were just doing the credits there's no big okay deal. i'll Wait, make an we... edit okay our theme music is you... performed by ted leo our logo hmm. is designed by darth
1: oh i like ted i like ted leo
0: yeah he's a good one he's a good one.
1: I... oh darth yeah i love you darth
0: we do love you darth you can contact us at says Who podcast on twitter you can email at hey that is h-e-y It's a little hey i know my voice is cracked i don't know why <laughs> hey. yeah oh. hey you can, you can contact us at hey
1: it's, ri- uh, it's all right it's all right dan it's it's annoying when that happens but it's yeah. it's fine yeah. it's not that it's not that good anymore it's not having any effect on you mm-hmm
0: Okay, you can contact us at, hey, that's H-E-Y at Podcast.com. Join the discussion on Facebook at slash group slash seizuvians. Our Facebook group is moderated by Janice Dillard. Here's the thing, listeners, that you can do, you can spread the word, subscribe, and please leave stars and reviews on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. And you can join us on the 13th of March. For mm. our next episode,
1: yeah, I am gonna have to figure out how to do that. Be up on the set, take no. my microphone.
0: Right. Well, uh, we may, I yeah, we will. We will talk offline about when to do our. Oh, recordings. we're gonna do it, Dan. All right.
1: Sorry, I'll I'll fit it into my schedule of mm-hmm. movie making.
0: Hollywood schedule.
1: I am going up there. I am bringing my agent with me, who is also oh, my well. friend Kate. No, because I you get to bring a visitor, and Oscar couldn't come because his visa was not in process. So I was like, come on with me. So we'll, she's just going to bunk with me.
0: Hold on. And
1: uh,
0: Oscar, a British Mm -hmm. citizen can't Mm -hmm. go to Canada, which is owned by England.
1: Well, it's not owned by it. He he can go, but he's just, when he's getting his visa renewed or the paperwork, he can't leave the country while the state department is doing the paperwork.
0: He should lodge a formal complaint with the queen.
1: All right. Hello, hello,
0: Dido Harvey. It? Oh, it's no.
1: me, the Queen. Hello. <laughs> oh boy. Hello, Dan. Oh,
0: like we're turning it's into. Me. It's like we're turning hello. into a one of those. Uh, what
1: do you want? What do you want?
0: Nothing. Oh. For some reason, this makes me very uncomfortable.
1: What? What's the matter? I
0: just no. know that I'm talking to you, Maureen.
1: No, I'm You're just queen. making a
0: weird Queen noise.
1: I'm the Queen. Okay. I. Am england with an anne fist okay a fist of iron and a philip by my side okay. he is a racist and almost completely blind just went out in his car hit a woman very cross took away his license
0: i feel like i'm having a stroke right now
1: i carry my handbag around out? the house i have a lipstick in it and a gun <laughs> What is going on? And if anybody on? crosses me, I pull out a little revolver, and I say, What? Take it back, or a oh, what? shoot a gun. I have a gun in my purse. Did you say revolver? A revolver. <laughs> no, she didn't say vulva! <laughs> oh, no. That's right. No, Amy carter I said a revolver. And I'll shoot it. Sometimes I just shoot cousins from the window, and they cover it up.
0: I feel like I'm witness to a psychotic break right now. <laughs>
1: They cover it up then, mm-hmm. and you know what? What? I love tea. Okay. I have tea at four o'clock every day. Oh boy! I don't make it myself. I get something called Bluebud Apron, <sighs> and they send tea <sighs> ingredients to me. It's got a single tea bag, and I just suck on it. I just suck on it, and I spit it out the window, and then I shoot my gun. Blue Apron. I'm the queen. Uh <sighs> been a long week, Dan.
0: From my basement in Chicago, I'm Dan Sinker.
1: From Buckingham Palace, where I've killed before and I'll kill again, it's me, the queen.
0: This has been Says Who. What was again. that? I'll kill again. Oh, God. I've killed so many times. I don't know gentle. why I don't like this so much, but I really don't.
1: They drag them through the tunnels down and say they were never born.
0: <laughs> oh, oh, I'm worried about you.
1: Hamburgers.
0: <laughs> Sorry, it's annoying. Oh, man.
1: <laughs> oh, I think I'm funny. <laughs>